I'm Lindsay Curtis, and this is Her Return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human, feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real-life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey home. I have the pleasure of introducing you to Catherine Zarinsky. Catherine is an internationally recognized womb shaman and doula who's been guiding hundreds of women and men into soul embodiment through classical tantra and Western shadow work for almost two decades. Catherine is masterful at teaching others how to unlock the body's natural womb and hara wisdom enabling emotions to become powerful allies, creativity, and insights to flow with more ease and sovereignty through a powerful internal guidance system. I had so much fun connecting with Catherine, and this conversation is really, really rich and uh, a spiralic journey, so I hope you enjoy, and once you've had a listen, let us know what it is you are integrating. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Her Return podcast, Catherine. It's such a pleasure to be sitting with you today. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm so happy to be here with you as well. (laughs) Very, very excited to dive into all things of feminine awakening and embodied wisdom. I know you have a wonderful... um, framework and body of work that you are guardian of and transmitter for. So I'm very excited to see what we get to unfurl today together. (laughs) Me too. That was really beautifully spoken. Thank you. So I can really think of no better way than uh, starting our time together. I always love to ask and see what really led you to that which you are embodying today. Is there something in um, your deep childhood of little Catherine, was there the dream seeds already planted that you can look back on and say, oh yeah, this is what it was? Or is there (laughs) (laughs) um, a kind of revelational experience where you're like, oh, this is all completely new and it is now? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's it's sometimes I laugh that... um, that yeah, my body of work is is feminine embodiment. I was such a tomboy growing up and really resisted all and anything feminine, (laughs) dresses and skirts and all of that. And, you know, early on had a life of guiding in the wilderness and being a body worker and fairly well-educated through college as well, had a very strong mind and spent a lot of time in meditation and seeking living in a Zen monastery and studying with uh, different Tibetan tantric teachers. And something just was not happening for me. You know, I was utilizing my mind and my will to try and find something. I didn't even know what that was. Mm. And it wasn't until I had the blessing of giving birth to my daughter in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of the big island of Hawaii that I had a huge awakening experience through my womb, through the opening of my body in connection with 
the sky, the cosmos, and the earth simultaneously being held in the water. And in those moments, it was like I was opened up to the path that is available for female realization through the feminine body. And it took me years and years and years to initiate that experience, you know, transition it from a trauma into an actual um, initiation for me on my path, because I really had no community. I had no shaman or wisdom keeper that could really help me understand what had opened to me or what I had been availed to in those moments. And then all of a sudden I was a brand new mom. I had postpartum. I, you know, didn't have a community or support on those levels. And um, Mm. yeah, it it took many years to sort of piece it all back together. But that was my huge initiation. It wasn't a mentor. It wasn't a workshop. It wasn't a retreat in, in the feminine mysteries or some mystery school. It was really a very direct uh, access through my body, through birth. And mm. birth is something that all of us that have female bodies, well, all of us that are human, we move through the initiation of birth when we're born. Yes. And all of us <laughs> that are women, you know, we we have the opportunity to know the experience of what it is like to bring something from the unseen or the unmanifest through our bodies into the manifest world, into the 3D, whether that shows up as children or projects or paradigms, you know, we have that design, that innate system within our bodies. And that system, when traveled in one direction, brings us into manifestation or form. And when we travel it in the other direction, it brings us into union or dissolution or awakening, realization of the transcendent. Mm. Yes. Wow. I love this. And so potent and powerful because the truth is we are the mystery school, our female bodies and all of their um, complexities and intricacies and the experiences we can have as women is the invitation to initiation. So I just love how eloquently you have integrated your experience and been able to find the words and put the words on it. Oh, birth. I love birth. I had some very, very, yeah. I had some very, very essential masters and teachers along the way, Mm -hmm. um, mostly male that brought me essential pieces because we can't fully embody our feminine without the masculine and vice versa. And this is something I really see uh, prevalent today. You know, there's, there's this revolution of women rediscovering their femininity. And unless it is done in relationship to our inner masculinity and the outer masculine, um, it's not, it's not in harmony. It's not in truth. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I just, um, so I have a course courting desire, which is a nine month uh, journey in, in our second season, cause it's in mm. three seasons. Our second one is all about wow. the dance of polarities and we really go deep Ugh. into the feminine and masculine, but also the light and the dark of each and how the light and the dark of the feminine are essential and each have healthy and unhealthy aspects as well as the light and the dark of the masculine. And I find that yes, yes, the polarities of masculine feminine, absolutely essential. And within those, there's a huge rejection for the feminine of the dark feminine 
And like for the masculine, it's really the embodiment of the light masculine that we're um, in process of, of really opening up and seeing here on earth. I love that. There's a term dark eros that really speaks to an expression of feminine embodiment that is essential in these times. Mm -hmm. And that is our courage, our willingness to travel into the deepest, darkest places of our manipulation, of our control, of our hatred. And the more deeply we can stay in our bodies and experience the intensity of these emotions as they move through us, the more they alchemize us into a profound love. And I really believe in the times that we're living in right now, it's our capacity to stay in those emotions and alchemize them simply through being in them, staying, not checking out, not distracting ourselves, not trying to make them different than they are, that gives us the power to really anchor ourselves in a world that is very confusing right now, that has a very uh, intense um, separation of <laughs> polarities playing out. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the, the lighter you know, aspects of the feminine are really beautiful and exquisite, but we need, the, we need to inhabit our darkness to fully anchor the love that we are here within ourselves and to be able to show up for life at this time on the planet. And to actually fully give birth. <laughs> yes. And this, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> about you, but birth in itself, uh, for me personally, it was everything. It was the most blissful and the most traumatic. And it was my ability to go into the deepest, darkest place and heal the most incredible uh, ancestral wounding actually, that then led me to the most uh, ecstatic and exquisite uh, experiences of, of my own birthing process with my son. Wow. I can't wait until you're ready to talk about that. <laughs> I know it's coming soon. Yes. Podcast episode is being mulled over. <laughs> it's, still, <laughs> it's still within my womb, but it's coming people. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that. Mm. Yes. It's really true what you say about birth. So um, with the birth of my second child um, in connection with his father, we really, were granted access to both new and ancient birthing practices that really help to more deeply receive the soul mm. into the body of the mother so that birth itself is less of a traumatic event and more of an initiation, not just for the child and the mother, but for the entire family. And mm. in that process, we really began to understand that each of the trimesters has a different theme. Yeah. And the third theme of the theme that we understood in the third trimester is that of the shaman you know that the mother starts to bridge worlds part of her being is in the depths the stillness the the vastness you know not so much mm -hmm. in the 3d and in that really inhabiting the darkness and that's what enables a little bit more of a bridge for you know this incoming being to sort of transition fully um, you know, <laughs> into, into earth side. 
and you know birth in itself because we are literally our tissues are being stretched and our yonis are being wide open anywhere that we have recorded either our own sexual abuse or trauma still being held in our bodies or as you said the ancestral pieces which so often are held through the ovaries Um, and then the collective pieces which we very Mm -hmm. much hold in our yonis and our wounds as well and so literally as baby is stretching our wombs and through the birth process our yoni is getting stretched those places where that's still being held within us are going to be pinged are going to be felt and I truly truly believe that if we are held in environment while birthing where we can come up against these these held places and breathe into them embrace them and do the healing in the midst Mm -hmm. of it all that Mm -hmm. often determines the difference between complications and birth happening having to get transported to hospital or some kind of intervention and having a more open blooming blissful birth Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying birth has to be one way or the other. It's always perfect. But I, I truly, truly understand that when we are prepared in a way that we can simply breathe into and stay present for whatever, you know, is being brought to us in birth to embrace, to receive, you know, it only helps us embody more deeply. And um, yeah, any pain <laughs> is really just some level of resistance and especially in birth, which is probably one of the most intense experiences as women that we have the opportunity to feel in our bodies. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of intensity, but when it becomes pain, it's often this invitation. Okay. Where can I surrender deeper? Where can I bring my breath and let go and feel a little bit more so that I um, can welcome whatever it is that is arising within me in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what's just coming through for me is um, how much as well, all of our sexual experiences are invitations to soften into this and yes, begin to prepare and initiate us for how we birth in the world, uh, everything, because having like a little bit of a sensation of pain and discomfort, how often the tendency is to to move away from that and to quickly get into a space of, oh, everything's fine. But if we can also use this practice in uh, sexual encounters, whether it be in our own pleasure practice or with a partner, to soften and breathe and meet into that, that is being touched, whoa, the magic that can unfold. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that brings us into a place where we're no longer needing to control as much or compartmentalize our life or our experience to only chase the good or the pleasurable or the things that feel good. But we have more of a safety within our bodies and our experience to stay present in whatever is showing its face, understanding that simply in staying for what is that is actually the doorway through into, you know, what is next, which is ultimately <laughs> what we long for. Yeah. Yes. Mm, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So birth, you know, birth is such an initiation for us. And for those women that don't even um, choose or experience physical childbirth in this life, 
there is still such profound opportunity to have experiences of birthing ourselves or mm-hmm. birthing projects. And, you know, all even women who've had parts of their bodies removed, their wombs, their ovaries, mm-hmm. all of these uh, anatomical landmarks also have soulful and energetic presences that we can still access, that we can still connect to whether our physical parts are there or not. Yes, this is something that we we always do within the lineage that I come um, with imagery and, and our dream work. Anytime we've had a body um, aspect removed or altered, so even if I was to have like stitches, for example, or if I happen mm. to have um, an ovary removed, reimagine that aspect in light and mm. um, over, over a course of time. So at least a month to like three months, if it's a bodily organ, right? But reimagine it in light because our nervous system speaks the language of light. Our nervous system creates light. Mm. And by also infusing uh, the inner body image that that is still there has the potent effects actually energetically. Uh, I have a colleague, beautiful colleague who um, had her ovaries removed and remade them in light and mm. was part of a energetic training where they happened to be testing the different women's um, ovarian vitality and yeah. hers was the highest Amazing. <laughs> out of this <laughs> group of women where uh, she was the one that didn't have the physical ones. Yes. So it's, it's, it's so really, amazing. really potent. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you say and, and really speaks to the way I understand, you know, what I call the portals or the gates in our body. Mm. These entry points through our physical anatomy are so far beyond just the physical. They are our access into the soul they you know the womb itself is access for us into the transcendent you know that as i shared with you on my own journey i wasn't able to find source or awakening through my mind through even my third eye my third eye didn't open up until my clitoris did but through these more physical portals within our body because as women we're relational in our psyche. So it's very difficult for us to simply transcend or let go into absolutely nothing. We need to have some relationship to other in order to know ourselves and be able to trust and relax and eventually let go. And so through physical um, feminine form, we have that relationship to other and that can be the handrail that eventually you know, walks us into the transcendent, which, you know, through my body of work is accessed through the womb. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it's far more than just these, <laughs> these physical aspects. They open us to our soul, to our path of realization, our capacity to manifest, um, our vitality, our life force, our light, our essence. Um, you know, they, I, I call my inner knowing really that tuning fork of truth, you know, that gets mm. shown to me through my body, through my, you know, my, my female anatomy, my womb and my heart are connected enough to know when I hear truth being spoken, I can feel it in my body and my body naturally opens to that. That's our design. And this is how, especially living in a time when there's so much different information coming at us from so many different angles, And we're really being asked to 
refine and tap into more of our inner authority that this is how we know this is how we discern for ourselves yes and we each do uh, truth is something that i'm so so passionate about and confused for so many years <laughs> in university i studied psychology and and also um I took a number of philosophy classes. I have a minor in philosophy. And I remember sitting in metaphysics and spending so much energy, mental energy, of course, intellectual energy on uh, writing papers about truth. <laughs> like, ah. What is it? And like, how? And, and um, yeah, and so many years later, it's just truth is so subjective, actually, as well as there is an objective reality but it is so subjective to basing based upon where we are and our capacity to hold and hold sensation and just going into like what you're saying of the visceral knowing of what truth is it's like holding sensation and what we're able to actually digest at any given moment mm -hmm. and truth for me uh yeah five years ago is not at all or maybe some of it is of course but I have a different experience today, so I won't be finding the necessarily the same truths, but my body will always tell me today yes. what it is. Yes. Yes. Mm. I love what you're saying. By the way, I was a philosophy minor too, so I'm not. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah. Truth. Really, mm. it is in the moment and the more we can return to truth in each moment, that's sort of what keeps us on our path in deepening mm. to knowing ourselves. And yeah, I mean, so often um, I know for myself, even just acknowledging an emotion that I'm feeling, like I'm afraid. Me mm. speaking that truth in a moment somehow brings me home to myself mm. in a way where I can stay in the center of my experience. I can stay in my body, even though it's not comfortable. Mm. And you know, in that moment, that is a truth of what is being felt. And simply me acknowledging that enables me to be there. It doesn't mean I'm going to be there one minute later or two minutes later, but in that moment, it is what's true. And I think the safer we feel within ourselves and within our capacity to stay in the center of our experience, the more available we are, like you say, to really receive truth as it is revealing to us in each moment. And yes, I agree. As we continue to evolve and grow safer within ourselves, we can start to let go of some of the constructs or the structures that we've built around us to understand the world or put the world in certain boxes to where we could feel safe. And we become more um, fluid within or transparent with life itself, just simply being able to meet life in the moment as we are. And this is, you know, this is pure feminine expression, that transparency to simply show up and open ourselves to receive life in and through us. And through that process, not only are we forged, not only are we expanded in love, but we also start to change the world around us uh, mm -hmm. simply by our receiving of it. Yes. It's really interesting. As you're speaking, I have this image of a yoni opening and blood flowing through, like a like a, yeah. a menstrual 
waterfall and how much the spaciousness is created to receive life in. And that's where we create yes. from. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm. And we cannot receive life if we still have layers of trauma, if we, you know, are trying to project and chase and be something other than what we are, you know, again, and this is where the darkness, as you brought in earlier, the more comfortable we are in our own darkness and staying put in our own darkness, the more safe we are to simply receive life as it is. And the less we have to project that darkness, you know, into the world around us and keep ourselves separate from that. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Oh, I feel like there's so much we could talk about. <laughs> I know. I, like, I could just keep going on and on about truth. I'm like, circle back. Wait. Um, so amazing. So, so amazing. Mm. One of the, um, the deepest initiations that birth brings us into, even though birth, can, birth itself can be either a trauma or a very ecstatic um, or both or both <laughs> experience at the same time <laughs> simultaneously you know becoming a mother we are immediately faced with the reality of a being that is entirely dependent on us and mm -hmm. all of a sudden life takes a different focal point and we may lose ourselves in ways because we're literally consumed by the mundane of caring for this other being and you know, the beauty of our, our circuitry, our yonis, our clitoris, our G-spot, our cervix and our womb, what I call the portals or the gates, is that the more deeply we inhabit these places within us, we can be washing the dishes, making dinner for our children, and simultaneously having access to the richest, you know, most profound um, expanses of spaciousness and love within our bodies simultaneously. And this is one of the gifts of the female body. And I think, you know, after becoming mothers, so many women kind of lose touch with that birth stretches our bodies in very physical ways. Our yonis aren't the same. Oftentimes we use, lose our sexual appetite. If there was any kind of trauma that didn't get healed through the birth process. And there's an essential, return into our motherly bodies and how they, you know, how our Shakti, our sexual energy is different in that yet still very accessible to us as a resource for our own vitality, for our loving, for our giving, and for our receiving. Um, yeah, and it's so easy to forget all that as we sort of slip out of that into more of a martyr role. Um, and lose that innate essential connection to our own life force, our Shakti, that is so innately connected to, to all of life. And just, you know, taking a few minutes every day in practice or in moments in between to reconnect into that really brings a different kind of buoyancy and interconnectedness into our, our mothering and partnering. Yes. And how essential it is, um, here and and talking about this to really connect physically like yes. even just placing my hand over my yoni uh yes. over my vulva feeling my hand against my vulva feeling my hands yes. like holding uh the outsides of my clitoris and breathing into that like that that physical connection as you were talking about earlier the how the female needs needs relation right and giving ourselves that physical connection supports that yes. grounding 
supports that anchoring. It's not just an, an energetic um, inner experience as much as is, yeah. but like supporting ourselves through the physical body temple. I, it's, um, it's interesting that I always speak about this. It also when part of um, my uh, first year uh, after birthing, I had such an expansion with my own pleasure practice and it really invited me into such a deeper uh, physical relatedness with my, my uh, Yoni and all of her parts. <laughs> and I'm like specifically yeah. my vaginal canal. And like I, for a long time have been um, uh, doing sexual and embodiment work, uh, but more in the sense of not so much searching orgasm, but searching, maybe healing from my own sexual trauma and then activation. And I wouldn't really say I was ever going just for pleasure. And it was in the space after birth that I really have been able to expand how I embody pleasure for myself. And um, only through, again, coming into this like softer and, and more listening, uh, really respecting body's consent which is something that as women, I really feel like it's been missing from our, our teachings and embodiment for a very long time and, and consent with our own connection yeah. bodily yeah. as well. It's really beautiful what you're touching here. It, um, it speaks to the deeper levels of intimacy as I know it, you know, so mm -hmm. often we hunger so deeply for intimacy. So we're seeking, we're pushing for it. We're trying to to find it or make it happen. And really it only happens in that deeper, those deeper places of receptivity, you know, placing our hands and really feeling, maybe we have to sit through some numbness or some uncomfortableness in feeling our hand against our yoni first before naturally the pleasure, which is our birthright starts to arise and starts to be, you know, Pleasure, the flow of our Shakti, that is natural. That is innately who we are. If we're not experiencing that, it's simply a matter of sitting still long enough, being with ourselves, holding ourselves through whatever is not that and allowing that to naturally arise. And in the pursuit of sort of chasing it or looking for it, we actually become less magnetic and more sort of electric, um, <laughs> which is taking us yeah. further and further from that and the natural blooming and the natural opening in the female body that invites that pleasure and arousal and that deeper receptivity of another as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all coming back, I'll circle back again to safety. And it's like sitting there, being able to sit with ourselves physically and, and connecting. I'm really seeing right now women after birth and like that are listening and how do I do it now? Just like really sitting with yourself and giving yourselves that safety. Yeah. You're giving your Yoni that safety of just holding and nothing's expected. And I'm just here with yeah. you and, and allowing that nourishment to be and, and expressing yeah. whatever is there with sound. Like mm -hmm. I work a lot with sounding and, mm -hmm. and um, guiding women to really activate their throat portals of, of sounding whatever is there. And then as we move, like you said, as we move through what is not pleasure, yes. uh, the, the pleasure that is always there, the orgasm that you are, that you come from yes. wants to, to wave again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, it's really, uh, it's beautiful what you're alluding to because whether it's pleasure or realization or, you know, the depth of our desires, that which we really mm. hunger for and long for, they aren't things that we need to attain or go out and make happen. It's simply, mm -hmm. you know, having the courage, having the staying power to stay put in the center of our experience and begin to relax further into ourselves and let go of all the ideas, the preconceptions, the stories around how things should be and simply open ourselves to the naked intimacy of what is. And in that, uh, we actually find ourselves more in the center of exactly you know what it is that we most deeply desire um, and that just speaks to the innate intelligence of our soul you know our soul's mm -hmm. desires are literally that which is drawing to us you know the learnings and the expressions of our embodiment um, this time around and so you know it, it's so human of us to <laughs> believe that we need to go out and make them happen and orchestrate them and um, push as opposed to, you know, from the feminine perspective, relax and having the courage and the capacity to stay fiercely present while surrendering and opening ourselves more deeply, innately to what is. Understanding that whatever is showing up in the landscape of our reality is essentially here to open us deeper, wider, more intimately into ourselves, into who we are. Mm. And this is really that deep union and harmonization of the masculine and feminine principles, being exactly with what is and being absolutely so present with it Yeah, and allowing that conti to continue to fold in upon one another. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. So much medicine here. I feel like we could go on for hours and hours and hours. And I feel like we covered so much. I want it to be digestible for yeah. the beautiful hearts and wombs that are listening to us. <laughs> yes. So let's, let's begin to wrap up this uh, magical cauldron of medicine. And um, so tell us. Yeah. So I want to just speak to two things. So yeah. Um, Myself and my son's father, Padma Aon Prakash, have recently published, published a book called A Soul's Guide to Birthing. And this mm. is an extremely comprehensive handrail for anyone wanting to delve deeper into, <clears throat> first of all, conscious relating, conscious conception, conscious mm -hmm. birthing in connection to their own soul's blueprint in connection to the earth and the earth's consciousness, because we are simultaneously co-evolving alongside her um, yeah. and assisting each other in this and the innate natural blueprint to birthing as it was revealed to us through the process of birthing our son um, mm -hmm. that really assists, you know, these incoming souls now in getting here and incarnating in a way that they're not taking on you know, the burden of what has come before, but they're really being situated and supported in inhabiting themselves and arriving here fully to be able to show up and be, but also become who they are destined to be within themselves. So this is available through Amazon and I can send you a link for that. The other essential piece about this book is there are a number of books out there that are written by women. And this 
has both perspectives, the masculine and the feminine. And this is so essential because birthing is not just women's work. It takes both, just as we need to find that union of polarities within ourselves. We also need to live those union of polarities in our world as well. And for me personally, it was through the presence of a very strong, empowered masculine that I was able to relax even more deeply into my feminine capacity through pregnancy, through birth, to really bring through, you know, not just the mundane aspects, but the more soulful gifts that were available, not just to me, but for our family. So it is essential to have both. And in this way, the soul's guide to birthing is really unique. So that's one piece. The second piece is I have a course starting in July. It's a three-month journey that is called the Venus Portals. And the Venus Portals is sort of the entry level of my work that goes into beginning to open and connect women to that remembrance of the intelligence held in their bodies through their female sacred sexuality. These courses are very direct, very powerful, held in a very strong container with other women who are deeply devoted to their own journey of truth and embodying the feminine in a way that is really authentic and speaks to the evolution of consciousness in these times, not just some idea from the past 2000 years ago, or some fantasy about better orgasms and perkier nipples. This is really <laughs> the depth of feminine embodiment and the beginnings of how that pathway can be um, access to our own realization. Mm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. And I'll give you a link for that one. Yeah. Yes. I'll be including the links um, below wherever you're listening, check out the the um, show notes and as well. So that will be a link to your website then, Catherine. How can people stay in touch with you? Yes. And my website, www.techoflove.com is there. Please feel free to sign up for my newsletter or find me on Instagram if you want, you know, weekly tips on um, through the feminine embodiment perspective and uh yeah, I'm wonderful. In my heart, Lindsay, I'm feeling really grateful to be here with you. And it's always refreshing to find someone, someone else who's like hearted, like minded, like bodied, um, mm-hmm. carving out their own expression of the feminine in these times um, from her very authentic lived experience. <laughs> I, it's been such an absolute pre- pleasure, 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 and precious preciousness comes to uh, to connect with you. Thank you so much, Catherine, for all that you've generously shared, and I really look forward to connecting again soon, um, in some way or another. Yes, me too, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm Lindsay Curtis, and you've been listening to Her Return the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share it with another beautiful woman, and then head on over to my private Facebook group, Her Return to Love, and let us connect there. Until we meet again, may you return home to yourself today.